0: melbourne a.a steps weekend 2015 this is aaron talking about step 12 hey guys my name's aaron i'm an alcoholic Hi, aaron. Hi, aaron. it's good to be here tonight <sighs> man i uh i've just been sitting there for the last 40 minutes it's already it's already been pretty emotional. Um, I just, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to you guys share and thank you guys both. I really related to a lot of what you said and I really appreciate your service. Um, I'm just sitting there listening to everybody share and, and I'm just kind of having this flashback of where I was six years ago and uh tell you what, I wasn't sitting on a stage getting ready to tell you guys about the power of God in my life. It was uh, far from that. Um, about six years ago. I was, uh, I was in a heap on the floor in my bathroom, crying, praying to a God that I didn't believe in, and uh, completely obliterated by alcohol. I, um, one of the most fortunate things that ever happened in my entire life is being uh, completely beaten to a pulp by alcohol being uh, completely convinced of the absolute futility of my ego and my alcoholic mind, Uh, being convinced that of myself, I cannot accomplish much good things in my life. Of myself, uh, all of the dreams and aspirations and all the things that I want to have happen don't ever quite seem to come to fruition. Um, My experience is that Before I found Alcoholics Anonymous and and before I I found God, um, my entire life just felt futile. It felt, uh, everything kind of felt like I was trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Every single thing that I ever did. Every single thing that I ever did felt like it just wasn't quite right. It just wasn't quite fitting in, you know? And I don't feel that way anymore feel completely different, I feel the opposite sometimes i 've had a spiritual awakening i 'm going to talk about step twelve tonight. Step twelve is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps that 's the first part that i 'll try to talk about so I guess um, you know step twelve tells me uh, having had a spiritual awakening is the result of these steps, and so I guess for me it 's hard for me to oh man there 's so much stuff I want to talk about i 'm so excited. Um, so basically, what a, what a spiritual awakening looks like for me is uh, is prior to I'll oh, put it this way. Prior to coming to Alcoholics Anonymous, I basically um, I always felt like I, I wanted to just kind of skim through, you know. I kind I wanted to just kind of cruise through life, but I wanted to kind of be over here in in, uh, in the darkness, and I kind of want just leave me alone, you know. Don't talk to me. Don't, I don't want to step out into the light too much. I don't want to participate in life too much. I kind of want to just come in and grab my stuff, grab my alcohol and grab my stuff and just be on my way. I don't really want to um, hang out with you guys too much. Uh, I kind of want to lean out, you know? And uh, it's the absolute opposite of that today. You know, I've had a spiritual awakening. What that looks like to me is today I want to lean in. I want to lean in. I want to participate in this big, beautiful life. I want to wake up in the morning and I I feel excitement. I feel inspiration. I feel, uh, like the book tells me, I feel, you know, on my third step stuff, I'll start to feel like I can contribute to life. I feel that way today. I feel like I can actually contribute. I can bring something to the table. And uh, I absolutely want to participate. I want to show up for you guys. I was uh, I was on my way over here tonight and I was, I was almost in tears. I can't believe it. I've been sober just over five years. I'm 27 years old and I just cannot believe the peace that I have in my heart as a result of this program. I never felt that way before. I always felt this sort of sense of impending doom I'll never forget it is that thing in the back of my mind that kept me up at night staring at the ceiling at 3 o'clock in the morning feeling like I could just die of loneliness and uh, just somehow everything was absolutely not going to be okay that's how I felt and as a result of these 12 steps I, I feel the opposite of that today I feel like most of the time not all of the time but most of the time, I have this sense inside of my heart that no matter what I do, no matter where I go, everything is is absolutely going to be okay. Also, oh yeah, also newcomers. Any newcomers that are in here tonight, I want to welcome you guys. The Friday night steps, uh, working with others meeting in Heidelberg, I believe, it's at seven, seven o'clock 7:30 on Friday, seven thirty. Yeah, that's one of the best meetings I've been to in a long time. If y'all are newcomers in here tonight, check that meeting out on Friday nights. It's absolutely beautiful. And what you guys have put on here this weekend is, is just fantastic. I've been, I've been at school a lot this weekend doing some homework, so I haven't been able to make it. But, I mean, y'all's service is just phenomenal. And if you are a newcomer in here tonight, I also want to say that uh, you never have to drink again. Welcome. Oh, my God. You're standing in a room full of people. There's probably a hundred-something people in here tonight. And every single, not every single one of us, but a lot of us have found a solution to our problem. We don't have to drink anymore. I haven't had a drink in a good number of years. That's amazing. And if you're in here tonight, and you're anything like me, how I was five years ago, you're thinking to yourself, "Just how do I just not drink anymore? Much less be happy about it? I just want to not drink anymore." So I guess uh, you know, there's probably been a lot of talk about uh, steps in here in, in this weekend, and for the newcomers that are in here tonight, I just want to kind of say for myself, my experience is that of um, essentially my problem resides in my mind, right? I have an alcoholic mind, I have a mind that, my mind, basically, wants to get me into the darkest, loneliest corner of the world as possible. It wants me to get away from you guys, and as a result of getting as far away from you guys as possible, it's going to get me away from my creator. It wants me to bow out, it wants me to get, just get a bottle of Jack Daniels and go home and sit on your couch and drink it until you don't feel feelings anymore, essentially is what my mind wants me to do. That's what this thing says. The the, the problem essentially that I have is is my mind. It's this thing that 7 o'clock in the morning I wake up and all of a sudden my mind just goes, Nope. (laughs) Nope. Don't want to do this. Don't want to participate in life today. I'd rather not. I don't want to get up and go say my prayers and and do my meditation. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do those things. It's this voice in my head that says, I don't want to. I'm stupid, fat, ugly. I'm never going to amount to anything. And that same voice that tells me all those things is the exact same voice that, left untreated, says, well, you might as well take a drink. That's my problem. That thing. Page 61 to 63 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it, it identifies that voice as this thing called self We've made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. God, please relieve me of the bondage of self. I need to get free from this thing. And the way that I get free from this thing that's inside of my head that tells me I'm stupid, fat, and ugly to pick up a drink is to work these 12 steps. And effectively, what that looks like is when I look at the... you know, if the tw- Next time, for the newcomers especially, next time anyone's at a meeting, take a look at the, at the 12 steps... And what you'll see or what you'll notice is, or what I notice for myself, is if I look at those steps sequentially, they're in order for a reason. If I look at those steps, what I'm going to see is these 12 steps, every single one of them is the exact opposite of what this voice would have me do. Think about it. Especially that first step. I, I can't think of one time in my entire life when I was drinking that I woke up and my head said, you know what, we're just licked. We just can't, we just, no, the alcohol wins. Definitely can't manage our life anymore. It said the opposite of that for years. For seven, eight years, however long it was that I was drinking, every single morning it said the opposite. It said, you know what, today we're going to, we'll drink like normal people today. You know what, it's going to be different this time today. I'd wake up in the morning every single day and I'd say, I don't want to drink anymore, man, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink today. And then this voice in my head comes in and says, that's really cute, but we will absolutely be drinking today. <laughs> we will be picking up a drink. You know? That voice prior to coming into this, this fellowship, it never said, hey, I'm gonna, let's, you know what? Let's turn our will and our life over to the care of God that we don't believe in. Let's do that. Never said that. Never in a million years it said, "You know what today we 're going to do it like this it 's going to turn out like this. the results are going to be this it 's going to be great everyone 's going to think you 're awesome, and then you can drink yourself into oblivion, and everyone will applaud you and tell you how wonderful you are for that. I never wanted to make a list four and five. Oh, there we go. look at that <laughs> that 's c- good job <laughs> that 's fantastic didn 't know this is an interactive thing. <laughs> Cool, 10 minutes. All right. Um, That's great. Uh, You know, furthermore, 4 and 5, make a list of of what a jerk I was. Really? Did I ever want to do that before I was drinking it? Make a list of what a jerk I was, and then 5, admit to a God that I don't believe in what a jerk I was? And some guy that I don't trust? No. (laughs) Never wanted to do that. 6 and 7, ask this God that I don't believe in to take away these defects of character? Absolutely not. Not in a million years would I ever think about that. And then even worse, those last couple are are the worst ones. Nine to go out and find the people that I've harmed and basically say, hey, listen, I messed up. I'm a man of God today. I'm in this program of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not willing to behave that way towards you anymore. No, man. It's all your fault. Nothing's my fault before I come here. It's all your fault. Ten-step, continue to admit when I'm wrong. Eleven-step, seek God in everything that I do. And then brings us to twelve most beautiful one of all. My experience with the 12-step is, it's actually really, it's, 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 it's a good one for me. I think I've been through some stuff in the last five years, and I haven't done this program perfectly. But I can tell you that the one thing that I have done effectively and consistently in this program is try to carry the message to other alcoholics. Because I'll tell you a story. I'll tell, you, this is, I'll tell you a story that kind of wraps up, kind of tells you my experience about, about this, the spiritual awakening and helping others, kind of all in, in one thing. God, I'll, uh, so basically what's happened is, is God has taken a very active role in my life um, to the point where sometimes it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Anybody in here that's been sober a little while and is working on their relationship with God knows what I'm talking about. All of a, every once in a while something happens and you're like, you can't, what am I going to do, ignore that? That is, the, it, it, sometimes God is so active in my life and so blatantly obvious in my life, I just laugh at the sky. <laughs> That's all I can do is look up at the sky and just smile and laugh because I know that he's there and he's looking out, out for me, but he wants me to look out for you more. Because this program has, before I came to this program, I never felt like I had a home. I'd be sitting in a room of 100 people feeling absolutely alone. Sitting right next to you, I feel alone. He's sitting in my living room in the house I grew up in for 20 years, and I feel like I don't have a home. And I come to this program, and now I'm home anywhere I go. And I'm never alone. Find found a relationship with my higher power. And what that looks like is, I almost didn't make it. I had a near-death experience. I won't get into it too much, but when I was 22 years old, I wound up in the hospital, and it was a very uh, dangerous situation that I was in. And I ended up in a detox facility, and then uh, the detox facility ended me up in a rehab, and I did not believe in God. I did not want this spiritual awakening. I did not want to find a relationship with my Creator. And uh, I was in a meeting, it was one of my first meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous, and a couple of guys came in and they basically looked at me and they said, boy, you're not going to make it if you don't come in and you don't find a relationship with your Creator. And I was like, get stuffed. I don't want to hear that right now. Because I was angry at a God that I didn't believe in. I was angry. And so eventually what happened is I thought to myself, I don't want to die. I was dying. Physically, my body couldn't take what I was putting through it anymore. And I went into my room, and I looked up at the ceiling, and I said the first honest prayer of my entire life. I said, God, if there is a God, will you help me? And During that prayer, I'm looking up at the ceiling and just my heart cracked open. And I felt a love and a peace and a serenity that I've never felt in my entire life. It lasted about seven seconds. (laughs) But I tell you what, seven seconds standing in the presence of my Creator is enough to keep me running for the last five years. And from that moment, I never looked back. From that moment, the obsession to drink alcohol was removed. That was the beginning of my spiritual awakening, is admitting I can't do it, admitting that I need God's help. And he came in and he said, I'll help you. Because the, the feeling that I felt when I was saying that prayer and I looked up at the ceiling, I felt this just <sighs> this overwhelming peace. And I felt the answer was yes. Fast forward a couple of years later, I was standing in a, I was a couple of years sober, and I was, uh, I was standing in a parking lot somewhere in, in Prescott, Arizona, where I'm from, and I was going through one of the hardest times I've ever had my, my sobriety. I had some really emotional turmoil going on, and I had a similar experience, and I, but it, I looked up at the sky, and I, I was crying, and I said, I said, God, what do you want me to do? And the first time I said that, that sort of prayer, he said, he said yes, I'll help you. And then this time I came to him and I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to help. And that, to me, defines this whole program. That sums it up. When I come in, I say, God, will you help? He goes, yep. A couple years later, I'm in anguish, and I say, God, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to help so the message, I only got a couple minutes left, so the message that I want to share with you guys tonight is, 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 I'll speak for myself. This program has introduced me to my creator. This program has given me a life that I never thought in a million years was ever possible. And it is my duty my responsibility to carry this message to other alcoholics and the message is the message of the 12 steps it's the message of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous because there's so much more on offer here than just not drinking because when a newcomer comes into this meeting when a newcomer comes into a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous I was in a meeting the other night and there was a guy and it was his first meeting that he'd ever been to And he sat through this meeting. It was a 90-minute meeting. And guess what? Through that whole entire 90 minutes, not a single person spoke about their solution. I had a 90-minute meeting with this brand-new guy, and he's sitting there, and everyone's just talking about their drinking stories. If I'm in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I have a reprieve, and I've been sober a little while, and I'm feeling some peace and some freedom, I want to get up, and I want to tell you how I got it. And y'all have been doing that this weekend. I want to tell you how I got it. And after the meeting, I went up to the newcomer and I said, man, how was that? And he said, you know what? I kind of feel like drinking right now. <laughs> I'm serious. So in my experience, it's my, it's my, uh, it's my experience that I need, to, I need to bring the message of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the message is this. If I work those 12 steps to the best of my ability from 1 through 12, by the time I get to step 12, I will have found relationship with my creator. That restlessness, that irritability, that discontentedness will be gone, at least temporarily, and I won't need to drink anymore because I have peace inside of my heart. The only reason that I ever drank is because I didn't have peace inside my heart. And I would drink alcohol and I would at least get 20 minutes of peace. The the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, effectively what it looks like for me, is this program does for me slowly, over a long period of time, what alcohol used to do for me in about four to five drinks. That's what it does. That four-fifth drink, it's just that, kind of that relief, and all of a sudden things aren't so insurmountable, all of a sudden things aren't so horrible anymore. Now, that used to last for about 20 minutes, and now today that lasted, that's lasted for the last five years because of my creator. I'll finish up with a story. I know i got about a minute left. I've never told this story before, I don't think, out loud, but it's just so indicative of what this program has done for me. A couple years ago, I was back home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I'm from, and I was visiting my family. And I was visiting my aunt and uncle who I'm really really close with. They were kind of like my second family growing up. I'm really close with them and I care a lot about them. And they have an they have an adopted son and his name's Nicholas. And Nicholas is he's really important to me. I really love him. And uh Nicholas plays hockey, right? And uh he had a hockey game and they invited me to come and see the hockey game and uh and I was running a little bit, little bit late to come and see Nicholas's hockey game. And uh, I'm, I'm freaking out, you know, and I'm all nervous and stuff. I'm just trying to get there because I want to see Nicholas's hockey game. And I know it's, really, it's really important to him that I, I come see it. I'm about 15 minutes late. And uh, I finally walk in, and I'm 15 minutes late, and the hockey game's already going. I look out, and Nicholas is on the ice. And I'm coming in from the back, and all of a sudden I see Nicholas is out on the ice, and he keeps looking up at the stands. to see if I'm there. And I wasn't there yet. But eventually I was. And he looked up and he saw me sitting there. If it weren't for this program he'd be looking up at an empty set of bleachers. Thank you guys for that. Cheers. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.